Welcome to another 1905 podcast. Hello, everybody. Ash here. Um, we've got a couple of games to go into tonight. Um, a Premier League top four battle and a Champions League semi-final first leg. So big games. Um, uh, but it's nice to have stuff to talk about. It's nice to be involved in big games at the business end of the season. Sign of a good season. Uh, tonight, I'm joined by... Uh, Rick and Jordan, how are you doing, gentlemen? I'm all good, thank you, mate. I am very, very good, mate. Thank you very much. Good. How are you? I'm not too bad, thanks, mate. Not too bad. I mean, could could be worse, couldn't it? Really? Absolutely. Um, and those listening will realise very quickly that we're not joined by Tracy tonight. Rick, do you want to explain uh, why she's not here? Yeah, she's. She, I think she's had enough of me always being. And she just wanted a night off. I think that's what it boils down to, mate, to be honest. I heard she's gone to the chicken shop as well. Oh, she's gone to the chicken shop. Gone for the tenders. Gone for the tenders, mate. Uh, But no, it's just the three of us tonight. Um, So hopefully people can uh, still have his put up with us three. Um, I'll do my best to fight Rick in her absence, (laughs) but I don't know. I don't know if we're going to fight. so first things first, I guess, West Ham. We could talk about the lineup and stuff, but um, I'd rather just get straight into the result of the performance, um, who we thought stood out. Um, and we can spend a little bit more time then talking about the game against Real Madrid. So for you, Rick, first of all, how did you think the game went for us? Um, and who stood out for you? Um it was first first half an hour or so, just in complete control of the game, from what I can remember. Mm. Um, keeping the ball well, um, looking dangerous every time we went forward. Um, then all of a sudden, the first half just turned and we couldn't get out of our half for 10 minutes. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and it was really strange. We couldn't get out of our half, but we looked all... It didn't ever look like... They were really going to score, from what I can remember. They put a lot of pressure on us, but I don't remember. I don't remember them working Mendy too much in those ten, fifteen minutes. Um, and then obviously Werner popped up, and mm. Werner popped up. He was in the right place at the right time, and yeah, it was a nice little finish. Um, he was involved in a lot of stuff. His movement was good. He should have had another goal. There's no doubt about that. He should have scored again, but. He got the important goal. Um, we looked very comfortable at the back. I thought, again, the back, the three centre-halves especially, um, very comfortable the whole game. Um, he snuffed anything, any sign of any trouble. I thought they snuffed it out really quickly. Um, yeah, and I thought everyone, um, the only one who wasn't amazing, I'd say, was probably Pulisic but he's made up for it since hasn't he so I'll yeah. give him that one <laughs> the West Ham game feels like fucking ages ago it does it, it does, does as we're talking I'm struggling to remember a lot of it to be honest but yeah. I just remember you know we were the better side we deserved the three points it was a big three points um, it was a big important goal for us to score those are the main things to be honest yeah definitely 
Definitely. Jordan, what did you think of the uh, the game, the, like how we played, basically? Who stood out for you? Um, obviously, Mason Mount, every game at the moment, is fucking playing really well. I've got a, couple of, I've got a few stats for him. Um, he got the most touches, 91. Most ball recoveries, 8. Most shots, 6. Most tackles, 4. Most shots on target, 3. Most chances created, 3. Most take-ons completed, 3. Most blocks, 1. Uh, so he, he had an unbelievable game again. Yeah, that's unreal. Um, uh, also, I've got some stats as well. This is one player that I I think I saw a tweet earlier and it's uh, asking which player has improved most under uh, Tommy Cloth. And yeah. everyone was saying Rudiger. And I, I, I agree with that. I think he's absolutely fucking phenomenal at that as well. Same as him and, and Christensen. You know, we've really got them playing really well. Yeah. But um, I didn't know, I, to be fair, I didn't know. And like you said, it's an eternity ago, but. Rudiger won seven out of eight aerial duels against West Ham, which is fucking nice. quality. So yeah, I, I I thought them two players for me were the uh, the outstanding. And obviously, Werner got his goal that he needed. I just mm. um, we needed it as well, obviously, because it fucking helps us win. So it's even better, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, other than that, I thought we played all right. We had a few iffy patches, but we got the job done. Definitely. Um, yeah, it's interesting you say that about Rudiger. Uh, I think it's, you know, there's a lot of been said, particularly with the sort of sacking of Frank Lampard and um, the rumours that came out and the fact that he'd been sort of out for so long, really, just not chosen, um, to then be starting every game. And there were, you know, even on this pod, we had a couple of question marks over him, but he's just... Completely turned it round, hasn't he? He's completely yeah, turned it round. Completely. Like I, I, when I saw that tweet earlier, I was in with everybody, mate. Like it's, yeah. he's been. Like, I, I even put a tweet about. it. I said, no, this is fucking probably going to bite me in the ass. But I, I can remember putting a tweet about. It. He's proper stepped up to the plate, mate. Like mm. we've we've needed that as well because we had Tiago Silva come in. And he did uh, put a calm into us on under Lampard. He's playing four at the back and that which is fine. So he still has that presence, but I just mean it wasn't sort of, oh, fuck, Thiago Silva's not playing today. I, I wonder what the defence is going to be like. Yeah. Now it's sort of a consistent thing across the back. Do you get me? So whoever yeah. comes in really is actually stepping up to the plate and that's what we've always wanted. And I'm glad that we've got It's it. like having another leader, isn't it, in the yeah. team as well? Definitely. Which only not helps. Just, yeah. But... yeah, not just from the way... He plays, but I don't remember us, you know, at the start of the season saying that we, you know, um, we were talking about uh, uh, giving it uh, um, athletic, yeah, yeah, and yeah. we were talking about wanting a bit of a bastard at the back. And I think Thiago Silva's come in and has steadied the ship, he's made everybody calm down a bit, yeah, he's made everybody yeah. calm down a bit and play with their head about them, you know, concentrating yeah, um, and calm. And that just means Rudiger, he, he's, he's got more trust in himself and he's been a bit of a bastard as well. So there's sort of two sides of his game that I think we're benefiting from. Um, and, you know, I think we'll come on to the Real Madrid game, but at this stage of a competition like that, you need a player that's been around a little bit with a bit of experience mm. to see a game yeah. out. And, you know, and he, he took a whack towards the end of the game at Real Madrid, against Real Madrid last night. Um Oh, I absolutely loved it though how he flip reversed it and like I think it's Modric he like fully balled him out mate yeah, afterwards yeah. and it, you just see the the, sh- the anger on his face he was like have some yeah. of that do you know what I mean but like 
I'm so uh, what I'm trying to say is what I'm so glad that now even in the bigger games because before he was like he was just getting past or or just staying what we needed him to do in the smaller games but the bigger games now he's actually stepping up to the plate like obviously I know David Luiz wasn't the best player to play again uh, alongside but I like take it back to like for instance when we got done 3-0 by Roma like you look yeah. at his performance there he was getting fucking turned over like he was like looking like Bambi on ice and to yeah. You know, for a few seasons afterwards, or wherever, how many seasons it is, he just he's improved so much as a player, and fair play to him. Yeah, and bringing the ball out from the back as well. We've seen yeah. that that left centre back role. I think it just really suits him. Yeah, um, yeah, it so does. He looks comfortable. Mild. Yeah, and talking of the left side against West Ham, another person who stood out for me, um, who again question marks whether he was going to get in the team under Tuchel originally, Ben Chilwell. Now I know we all agreed, didn't we? We said yeah. that. Chilwell is, in every department, better than Alonso. The only thing that we could see holding him back was that he hadn't played wing-back before. Mm. Whereas now he's got a bit of experience in that position. And he's... He's unplayable. He's, he's, he's brilliant. You know, he's brilliant. And I think he gets overlooked a little bit now. People are quick to jump on the negatives. You know, Werner not scoring, missing chances, whatever. Um, Chilwell, against West Ham, one assist, 86% pass accuracy. That's 36 passes. 23 of them were in the final third. He had 78 touches, created four chances, which was the most on the pitch, three key passes, five crosses. He won 12 duels, which was the most on the pitch, six Big. ball recoveries, three aerial duels, one as well. So he's doing it all. He's putting a right shift in. And, he, you know, I think it's just easy to miss that. But, um, but he did get the assist for the goal. So it takes us on nicely to that goal. You both mentioned it was good for Werner. Now, we all hoped he was going to kick on from that point. Yeah, same but here. Unfortunately, Again. <laughs> same game. He missed another sitter, didn't he? Yeah. Um, but that goal, if you look, look back, and I obviously just re-watched the highlights before we um, we started recording, and the ball's played into Werner with his back to goal, mm. where, you'd, where you'd expect like a traditional hold-up centre-forward to be having the ball. You know, the ball played into him, they hold it up and bring others in. And Werner sort of turned his man, held him off with some good strength, uh, played the ball into Pulisic. Who yeah, then he's done well there. Chilwell. And then, you know, Werner's timed his run into the box to perfection. Perfect pick out from Chilwell. And he's just, you know, right place, right time, slotted it in. Mm. Um, he seem, seems to be at the right place, right time, but not slotted it in normally. So <laughs> it was good to see him get on the score sheet. But then, of course, I think... Yeah, absolutely. Was it, was it Mount had a shot and it was spilled by the keeper? And then he, yeah. Werner followed he, up and stuck it wide, didn't he? Yeah, Tommy Clough's face was uh, hysterical, to be mm. fair, to, see, to look at it. And he was just like, what the fuck? Like, and then turn around. <laughs> but yeah, just, yeah, uh, it, 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 ups, it does it does upset me, man, because like I can't remember who it was now. Someone on our t- one of our tweets last night, pretty sure it was Cameron. And mm. he was saying that, you know, Werner, he he does make these amazing runs, but there's times where <clears throat> he's not picked out, yeah. and that is like a bit of a a downfall for him. Yeah. But then when he is fucking picked out, he doesn't take his chances. So I he's he's sort of a but like do you know what? Like he got his goal against West Ham, and I was happy in that. Obviously, I know we're going to move on to last uh, last night, but geez, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 
before we do move on to last night, I think the only other things to talk about, really, um, unless you wanted to add anything on, on Werner there, nah. Rick. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, from the West Ham game, he should have got two, shouldn't he? He should have scored yeah, the second one. Definitely. Um, I think he's... I think he's... You could be... He should have scored the second one, yeah. But I thought his overall work rate, his hold-up play, his hold-up play for the build-up to his goal yeah. and getting on the end of that as well, as yeah. you pointed out, yeah, that was great. Great. Yeah. I mean, it, that leaves him on 11 goals, 12 assists. Um, so, I mean, that's 23 goal contributions mm. in his first season. Like, I know he's missed a lot, and we, we'll come on to that. Um, but after the West Ham game, I was thinking, you know what? That, that's not a bad return. Um, there's more to come. He's, he's, he's I think there's more to striker. come. I think so. But, right, let's be honest. He's playing in the wide attacking position, right? A wide attacking position. He's not playing through the middle. And 11 goals and 12 assists he's got this season. That's better than William's best season with us already. Yeah. yeah. So, like, let's put things in perspective a little bit. Um, but it's, it's a constant debate online, isn't it, at the moment? Um, there was a lot of people fed up. Um, but we will come on to Madrid. <laughs> um Chilwell, um, talking of total goals assists, Chilwell this season is now on 10 goal contributions, three goals, seven assists. Not bad. Bearing in mind he's set out a bit as well. Yep. Uh, I think he's getting he only... better every game. He's, oh, he's, he's 100%. He's getting better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I can't, I can't, I don't know about you, I can't think of anything he could do to improve his performances. I think he's got to be one of the first names on the team now. I think he is. Yeah. Yeah. Good to see. Um, yeah, very nice. And that clean sheet against West Ham was Mendy's 22nd clean sheet in goal for Chelsea in just his 37th game. It's mad, isn't it? <laughs> it's absolutely mad. unbelievable. It's mad. I think it's a big plus for him, obviously, like on the back for him. Um, yeah. And also a big pat on the back for the manager for sorting the defence out and for, those, and for those ones that playing that back five as well. Big pat on the back for them as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously six six of those clean sheets came in 16 games under Lamps. So, yeah. it's, you know, it's a similar average for him um, across both, uh, both... Shows players, you how well but... he's doing then, doesn't it, really? If it's... Uh... Yeah. He seems he seems dependable, doesn't he? He seems dependable. Um, yeah, very, yeah, very much. Cool. I think we can... Oh, I suppose the only other thing now to talk about with West Ham is the penalty shout um, that West Ham thought they should have had when the ball hit as Billaqueta oh, just on the God. edge of the six-yard box, uh, which I thought was actually hitting him and going in. <laughs> um, <laughs> not a penalty for me. I don't think he could do anything no. there. His hand was by his side. No. What do you think, lads? I thought it was embarrassing he even called for it, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was it, I, I, in total agreeance, definitely. Yeah. Um, and... <laughs> No, he couldn't. He couldn't do anything about it. You know, it, no. It, the ball ricocheted, I think, off his chest and then his leg. Um, yeah, I don't even know if yeah. it hit his arm, but it was just—it wasn't clear and obvious. Embarrassing. They called for it, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, if it was, if it was us, we'd have called for it, though, right? Yeah, never, never in a million years. <laughs> 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 you would have. Um, and then the red card. Now that is 
you know, that, that has drawn a lot of debate. I'm going to, you know, off the bat, I'm going to say, for me, that wasn't red card. Nah, same here. Agree. It, wasn't, it, it was wasn't a follow through. Yeah. Is it, how many, yeah. uh, I'm telling you now, we've all played football in our lifetimes. Yeah. How many fucking times have you followed through and that's it, kicks on afterwards? It's, it's not even a follow through, it's just a natural thing that yeah, happens. Yeah, like, you don't, when you clear a ball, you don't just, as soon as your foot hits the ball, you're, you, you just stop moving. That's yeah, what I'm gonna, that's, you know, that's, he's just got power through it and I'm fucking up. Go on, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to go. Oh. I'm going to put oh, it yeah. out there, and I'm, oh, the and I'm going to say it. Anyone that thinks that's a sending off hasn't played football. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'd agree. And it, it, if it's you... rightfully been rescinded, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's nothing deliberate at all. What's he supposed to do? Stop, stop his body, natural movement. How's that? Yeah, <laughs> he, he did that. That that, that could have caused himself harm. You know. More than it. Fucking it's yeah. even fucking physically possible to even nah, do it. To be honest. No, nah, yeah, it's it, it. You know, it was it. Unfortunately, it was wrong. You know, wrong time, wrong place, and they got they got it rescinded. They might might say our oh, uh, West Ham lost because of they had ten men. But right, well, let me address that then. To, to all those be honest. high keys who think they're yeah. fucking. Yeah, you know, that red card made a difference. It was we a done seventy-eight. <laughs> it was a 78th minute. He was yep. shit all game. You didn't miss him when he went off. It made no, no. difference. No, it's exactly. done ya in your own backyard. Uh, yep, yeah. but thank you for clearing the caravans off the pitch beforehand. Look at the caravan with fucking wheels. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Um, oh, I mean, we, we, we'll move on to Real Madrid, but let's just spend. 30 seconds laughing at Spurs for losing a cup final. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um, Doing what they do best. To, yeah, exactly. You know, that was the milk, the milk cup final. They were saying now their players are going to be legends if they won it, but did they fuck? <laughs> um, and then we played in the Champions League semi final away to Real Madrid. Incidentally, the other, the other semi final is going on at the moment and uh, PSG are one up. I didn't see the goal, but I saw they were winning. The header from a corner, I think. Um, but I mean, I'd rather PSG in the final if we get there. Um, mm. Just because halfway there, Tommy Tuchel's got more chance of knowing uh, <laughs> knowing what they're going to do. And Thiago <clears throat> and Silva, yeah. Um, <clears throat> right, let's get into this one then. I mean, away to Real Madrid in the Champions League. No fans, not even in the burnabout. I mean, if we're going to miss one and not be not be allowed to be there, it's going to be one where they're playing in a fucking, you know, third division stadium, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. At least that. I, but Yeah, it softens the blow a bit, doesn't it? It, it does a little bit, only a tiny bit. Yeah. Um, the lineup, I, I think that is the first time I pretty much predicted the exact lineup. I don't know about you guys. I'm a little bit worried about Aspilicueta in uh, in that position. Not yeah, that right, that right wing back sort of thing. I don't, I don't not like, like that either, to be honest. Um, but aside from that, I think the lineup was was pretty much expected, wasn't it? Yeah. It was bang on, apart from exactly Ted Aspilicueta in the right back role instead of James. That was the only thing I'd change. Apart from that, it was bang on. Those yeah. three together at centre half, they 
brilliant as the three centre halves, those three. I'd keep that moving forward, 100%. Yeah, Christensen on the right hand side. Yeah, 100%. Um, it works so, so it, yeah. it, it, well, balanced. It's, yeah, I'm all yeah, on board for I that. Board. Yeah, I, I, I feel sorry for, uh, for, for Dave, you know, El Capitan, but um, Christensen, you've got no reason to drop him. Absolutely yeah. no reason to drop him now. No. no. I can't remember the last time he had a bad game. No, even coming back from injury or whatever. And, um, oh no, was it? Um, I mean, he did play against West Brom, didn't he? <laughs> I think everyone yeah, was yeah, abysmal that, that day. It was kind of an anomaly, wasn't it? It was just a yeah. freak game, wasn't it? Yeah, but I think um, if... Uh, my concern with him was more mentally. I think he's always had the ability, but I think um, when we played Barcelona two years, two years ago, yeah. um, or was it last season? I can't remember now. Um, no, two years ago, destroyed him, didn't it? And it, yeah, and he, his head went down. He, he didn't look the same player after that. But no, he looks like he bounces back. He's a bit more resilient. Maybe that's an age and experience thing, you know. Um, maybe it's having someone like Thiago Silva in the change room next to him, you know, all day every day. Um, yeah. But that that defense were good. But we're not going to start talking about the defense. We're going to start talking about just our overall play. For the first 15 minutes, I don't know about you guys, but I was a little bit stunned. We were just cutting them to pieces. We were just cutting their lines to pieces, just going it through them. It was, like even there. it was unbelievable to see, you know, I, I know Real Madrid aren't the team they once was, um, but, it, you know, someone that, hasn't had the greatest of seasons and still made it to the semi-finals, i.e. us as well. But just in terms of them and the, some of the players they do have, it's just like having our team that, you know, I have faith on our team, but having our team rip the fuck out of them for the first 15 minutes, I was thinking, fuck me. And like, we could have been easily with the chances to two, three, no up in the first, in that first, that first 15 minutes. Mm. And I, I, that, you know, the, the the only thing that upsets me is, like, we have these times, but then we can't consistently hold that, if you understand me. We can't... It, we have these bursts of 15 minutes that are absolutely fucking amazing. But if we did something in them 15 minutes, I'd love to, you know, take the fucking foot off the gas a little bit just to not burn ourselves out. If you if you understand where I'm coming from, yeah, I know what you're saying. So we yeah. don't we don't do anything with that. We just rip the teams apart, but don't finish our fucking dinner. Yeah. If you start finishing our dinner, <laughs> we're gonna be fucking well beaters. Yeah, I think that 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 sort of game management element. I think we're, we're growing that. I think there was, I think there was a clear um, tactical decision to start fast. We're yeah. never gonna keep that press up for ninety minutes. But it unsettles them, especially when we're playing away. Mm. It unsettles them straight away. The worst thing you can do is 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 casually try and grow into a game, especially in these stages of European competition. Um, I think you need to start on that front foot. You need to put it up them a bit. You know, we used to shout it in Saturday and Sunday league, you know, first tackle is important because mm. it sets a precedent for the rest of the game. And I feel like that high energy, you know, Real Madrid will turn around and go, fucking hell, we, we've got a game here. Yep. Um, and actually, I, th- I thought it, it, that it set us up for the game nicely. Um, 
but I just couldn't believe. It. I was I was just astounded that we'd started so well, and I thought, oh, you know, we're gonna have strong fifteen minutes, and then it's gonna be, you know, seventy five minutes of backs against the wall. But it never materialised, and we made it count in those first fifteen minutes as well with the goal, um, which was a, a great goal, wasn't it? Rick, do you want to talk to us about the goal, mate? Yes, mate. He took it. Um, he took it so well. He didn't panic either. When it sort of looked like the chance had gone, he kept his head well, didn't he? Went around the goalie. And that's no slotted it in either. Size of nose. Yeah, and he slotted it in between the two defenders on the line as well, didn't he? Right through the mm. eye of the needle. That was a great goal. Um, part, who put the ball over the top again? I can't remember. Rudiger. Rudiger. Ru- Rudiger it was, wasn't it? That See was what fucking... I mean? That boy, yeah, what bro. a ball. What a ball. Yeah, it was Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was amazing. It was an amazing goal. Um, we started well. We were just continuously breaking through their lines. They couldn't deal with us the first 20, 25 minutes. Yeah. I mean, we, it was. It, we capitalised on terrible defending, in my yeah. opinion, on the, with the goal. Yeah. Um, I can't remember who the two players were, but you could see there was um, some serious shouting going on between them. Um, but that's what you have to do. You have to I make it was, You had Varane, Eddard, Militao, yeah, all them players. You had uh, Nacho, Marcelo, yeah, and Yeah, who were back, though. It was, yeah, uh, I can't remember it was. One of, well, them, was, one of them was in yeah. position, and then Courtois just came out, tried to close him down, thinking... Yeah. Pulisic's only option was to pop a shot off early, but he yeah. surprised us all. It was like, yeah, I was not expecting yeah. it in the slightest at all. <laughs> but he, he, when he, once he was around Courtois, he looked up even with the defenders there. He, you could tell he knew he was going to score. He didn't doubt it, and that's what that's that's why he finished. And unfortunately, you know, we'll come on to Werner. I feel like he does doubt it. He doesn't ever feel like he's going to score, and when he does feel like he's going to score, he still doesn't. Yeah. Um, oh, can I we, just can I just say something quickly before we move on? Of course you um, can, mate. So with Puley, yeah. Um, so he's now uh, Chelsea's youngest uh, player to score in the Champions League semi-final. Um, he's the highest scorer in American and Champions League history, nice. uh, and he's also the first American to score in the Chelsea, uh, Champions League semi-final. I always nice. forget how young he is. To be honest, yeah, he's only twenty-two, mate. It's fucking mad. Mad. But anyway, sorry. Let's go. Let's go. I just thought I'd add that into the podcast. No, no, that's good. That's good. Um, and it was it was a well-taken goal, and it was nothing short of what we deserved. We were on top. No, um, yeah, it was in complete we control. Complete control, and I think a lot of that control comes down to, I will, I'm going to say three players. Um, obviously, it was down to a, a, the, the full eleven. But I think the three I'm going to pick out in terms of controlling the game from from early on, Jorginho, Kante, and Mason Mount. That's, that's, now, that's exactly what I was saying in my head. I hope he says them three because <laughs> I agree with him. That's uh, exactly mate, what I was saying I'm, in my head. I'm a shit replacement for Tracy, host. Right, I'm not fucking arguing with you now. Um, right, I'll try and think of something a little bit more controversial later on. See, but have you noticed how much more peaceful and green I am when she's not here? It's her. See, the listeners are going to see. Uh, and the, donkey has, the donkey hasn't even had to inter- intervene either. See, I reckon yeah. it's Tracy. I reckon she just sabotaged. <laughs> yeah, because she's got, she's got some like button. signal blocker. Yeah, yeah, I reckon that's yeah. what it is. I reckon she just mutes got, me. Oh, I was going to say, let's fuck with talking bollocks. Let's get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's right some of the time. To be fair, mate. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm not saying anything. She's always right some of the time. Um, or most of the time. But, um, but yeah, uh, Jorginho, Kante and Mason Mount. The energy, I mean, Kante's energy, we always say, like, no one plays like him. No one's got the energy to play like two men, but maybe Mason Mount does. Can I just say on the Kante thing as well, I saw an amazing tweet earlier. I think it was Dean Mears. um, And he tweeted and he said, that midfield three for Chelsea were unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, George, yeah. yeah and Kante either side of Jorginho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I thought, Which I thought was one. brilliant. It is good. And it, that's what it is, you know. I think we've even said it on the pod before. It's like having uh, you know, Kante either side of him. Um, yeah, amazing. Another one I saw. And I, we, we actually tweeted, didn't we, in, the, in I think it was the full-time post, um, that maybe the McAlaney role is going to have to be renamed because of Kante. Yeah, the Kante but saw, role. <laughs> but then I saw a great tweet that actually, it made me think, actually, yeah, that is right. You know, Kante doesn't play the McAlaney role. Um, so this tweet, uh, I don't even know this guy. I don't even follow him, but someone else likes it. And he said, uh, Kante is, the position Kante was playing last night was um, a holding box-to-box attacking midfielder. Which I think <laughs> sums it up nicely. Yeah. Spot on, isn't it, really? It's yeah. unbelievable, mate. Absolutely, yeah, that man is box. fucking unbelievable. He's box to box. I've got some of his stats, I think, somewhere. People wanted to sell him as well. <laughs> yeah, um, 88% pass accuracy, 79 touches, eight attempted take ons, six successful. So he's beating his man with the ball yeah. as well. He always beats his man. I love it. Um, one interception, one tackle, one, uh, and he was fouled once as well. Stats on the front, you know, on the, on the ball of it don't paint the whole picture we've said it countless times you know a lot of people especially when you go to games stats only you know tell you half a story um and yeah. i think this is a prime example like those stats aren't remarkable they're good they're very good at this level but the performance was so much more than those stats mm. um i jordan do you want to add anything about kante anything else just oh no he's just absolutely fucking phenomenal and i'm in agreement with everything else <laughs> he's the man and he rick anything else he about is, kante? no mate just kind of echo what we've already said. He was my man of the match, but yeah, as you pointed out already, those three, especially in that like that first half an hour, but really the whole game, I thought those three on the whole played really well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Jorginho is the one we haven't really focused on um, out of those three. But I think what's interesting is I think on the pitch, um, the two highest uh, successful passes on the pitch were Tony Cruz and Jorginho. Mm. Uh, Tony Cruz, 98 passes. Jorginho, 91. That's 30 higher than any other player on the pitch. Both of them. So they were the two key men in dictating play. But if you look at the, where they were playing... Cruz was between his, his centre-backs trying to just get the ball and he couldn't dictate from back there. Whereas no. Georgie was in the middle of the park. And the only reason Georgie played that well is because of Kante. Um, and that's what that's my opinion and I'm nailing it to the mast. I, I, no, I agree he... with you. He does look he, look... he looks at his best when he's next to Kante. Yeah, and Georgie's like a quarterback in American football. They, that they, they hold the ball and, and throw it you know, and d- deliver it to someone else, whilst other people just do all the tackling around them and protect them. And yeah, they're only as good as the blockers, them. aren't they? As good as the blockers, the quarterback. Exactly. Otherwise, 
Exactly, mate. Yeah, go on. No, I was just going to say, they're only as good as the block. And if a quarterback's got time to throw, he looks amazing. And it's the same as Jorginho. If he's got time to pass, he'll yeah. dictate the game all day long. But you've mm, got to yeah. give him time. And when he's next to Kante, that's what Kante does so good because he's here, there and everywhere. He gives him time. Yeah. So Kante and Jorginho. Right. Here's a, here's a, a stat. And I'm going to ask you two to tell me what you think it is. Right. So the stat is 11.21 kilometres. So that's the coverage. That's the that's yeah. the stat. What do you think that is? Is that the ground he's covered in the game? What would you say, Jordan? Like Kante's coverage map. Kante's distance. What do you reckon, Rick? Is that the amount run in the game? Is that the distance he's covered in the game? What's your? I'm asking you, mate. What do you think it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what do you I reckon. Kante's Kante's running. Yeah. Yeah. Nope, Kante was less than that. Eleven point two one kilometers is the um, is the distance that Jorginho covered, which was higher than anybody else. My God! So credit where credit's due, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, fair play. I I didn't think like that, but you know what? (laughs) Fair play. He's 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 put in a serious shift, Um, and it's easy. Kante just appears to be everywhere, but. Looking at the heat map and that statistic, it looks like Jorginho was everywhere too. It's working for those two. They complement each other very well, I think, as well. I think they're our best two midfielders. I think we even said it again on, on an earlier pod, didn't we? That when yeah. both fit, that will be the first choice. That's the first choice for me, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And for you, Jordan, do you think Kovacic gets in now? Uh, he's going to struggle, mate. Hmm. He's got in injured at the worst time, I think. Really, yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah, like, like Rick just said, very good point. That you know, we, I, I remember saying the pod the other week that I prefer, much prefer Kante and Jorginho together um, than yeah. Kovacic and Jorginho or, or Kovacic and um, Kante. Definitely for sure. Um, yeah, I, I, I do think he's going to struggle to get back into the team. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, but it was it was a dominating performance, not just from those three we've we've mentioned, and we'll come on to to mount a little bit more. Um, but it was a dominating just performance all over. I think the t- the tactics, um, our high press really really did change everything. Um, we we made forty five ball recoveries in the game, um, and of those forty five ball recoveries six were tackles and nine were clearances so they were in our own defensive third so more than half were high up the pitch whereas Real Madrid 21 tackles and 20 clearances back there so we were pushing higher and winning the ball higher up yeah. making them have to defend deep uh, but they, they you know let's, let's not beat around the bush they've got some very good defenders you know, we yes. weren't playing against fucking stalwarts. Like, these guys, in that Real Madrid team, I think there must have been, I don't know, I'd say over 20 Champions League winners medals. Easily. They weren't there. Jesus. Easily. A couple and, of World Cups and all. And we had none in ours. I mean, we got a World Cup winner, but... Um, yeah, we had, we, had, we had no, you know, no Champions League winners in our team. Um, but... They did score. 
Um, we did. We, we limited our chances, didn't we? So we've spoken a bit about the defence. We did limit our chances. Um, yeah, we that did. Is, I think that's the first time since 2003 or 2003-2004 season that they've only managed a single shot on target in the Champions League game. Yeah, I think, I think a lot about how well we played. Yeah, and you know who that was against at the time? <laughs> And what, who, who Real Madrid played against? In 2003-2004, the last time they failed to have more than one shot in the uh, Well, it's definitely not us. Hang on. <laughs> it wasn't us. 2003-2004. Did they get beat that game? I'll tell you what, right? I'll tell you what. I'll oh, I like these quizzes. One. Come on. I'll, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll just tell you. It was against Paris Saint-Germain, managed by a certain... Thomas. Oh, wow. Oh, so he's, you know, he knows shit. What to yeah, do yeah, to yeah. Fuck me. Up. He knows what to do to shut him up. We had 12 shots, five of ours inside, in, in the box, right? That goal they scored, it was their only shot inside our box. That that wasn't blocked. It was the only shot that they like got off. That, that was yeah, on target. It was a good finish. It was a very good finish. I mean, this, I, I suppose this can bring us on to the Werner talk. Um, <laughs> so just to draw the you know the comparison between the two, I know Benzema's been around a bit longer. That was his seventy first Champions League goal. He's been there, done that, hasn't he? You know, are we? So this is the Werner debate now. Are we crying out for someone with that talent? One chance drops to in the box, and it wasn't even. It was a half chance when it fell to him. We should have done better defensively. We had two opportunities to put our head on it. Seven players back there, and we didn't. But just look at his shot yesterday as well. He smashed it off the post from about 30 yards, mate. Like, we need, we, we, it just seems like we haven't got a player, especially our uh, striker position, that's just going to have a fucking, that we know that's got a great shot on him that just doesn't pop shots. It's always in the box. We don't, we hardly have them pop shots. We need, I I find that we need them against, but, you know, like we you do said, get mount, mount shooting from outside the box. Yeah, these days. yeah, you know, of course, that, that's what I love. You know, the, going down the lamps route there. But I, yeah, I to, I'm in total agreement, mate. We, we need that player that it, it doesn't matter. You know, Werner gets in the correct places, but he can't finish his dinner for some unknown reason. If he could finish his dinner, we wouldn't be have talking this. But yeah, we need someone that can fucking finish. But if you I don't know if we were going to move on to it a bit later, but if you move on to the Tammy situation and the Giroud leaving and someone else is obviously going to come in, if Vernar is still continuing this next season, whoever we bring in is going to be in front of him. Well, will they though? Because Werner, surely Werner and Mount or Pulisic, those those would rotate and Ziyech. Do you reckon we're just, going to, do you reckon we're just going to stay false nine? No, I think we'll sign a centre-forward to go in that front position. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I've got you now. Got, yeah, 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 I understand. Um, but then we're going to be lacking, but we're going to be, uh, don't you think that we're going to need two then if we're going to sign centre-forwards? Because Tammy's not looking in the greatest if he no, does go. Werner can, we can do the false nine thing, you know. Yeah, I suppose. Success, successful in the big games this year. Um, but I mean, would, would uh, it made me think of Drogba, that Benzema goal. Yeah, it just it would just drop to him, just, and he would just bang. he's a beast. He's not getting bang. and then foot through it. Yeah, 30, good finish. Very good. Thirty-three years old, still doing it. 
I was around my mate's house yesterday. He was, he was, uh, he was asking me about the lineup. So I obviously told him whilst he was on the phone, and he was like, Benzema, he's about forty, and I said, "Fuck, you have to fucking watch him." What did he do? Go and score. I wish I'd never said anything to be honest. No, it's your fault, mate. It's your fault. Nah, <laughs> but you can't be mugging a guy off like that, mate, with them goals, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I'd have him. I'd have him for a season. Let's talk about yeah, same here, mate. and whatever. Like, I'd, I'd be happy with Benzema for a season. If, yeah, if we look at an older too, striker, right. if we're going to replace Giroud with an older striker and then sign a world class centre forward, like you know, too right. But um, but yeah, on Werner he did, he he did miss before we went one nil up, and it looked like that miss was gonna cost us, didn't it? Mm. A bit. Um, I mean, where do you, where do you stand on the Werner debate at the moment, Rick? Um, I think it's a very difficult because I think it's kind of a fifty fifty at the moment. <laughs> 50% of the fan base can't stand him and they think he's the biggest waste of money ever. And the other 50% go, yeah, but he has contributed a lot in terms of goals and assists. Uh, there's no doubt he would have scored. The way he's hit that ball, he's not struck that ball with any conviction at all. He's, he's more looking to place that as a Dom was just fucking blast it, and there's no Top way the goalie's saving it. It's fucking if he hard. hits that with any kind of power, there's no way the goalie's saving that. But it's, I think he's always, I think a lot of it's a psychological thing. I think he does need like two or three goals in two or fly in. I think he does. I don't, I don't know. I don't want it to seem like I'm making excuses for him because there's no doubt he should have scored. Yeah, he should have scored. That. There's no... There's, and I don't care what he's done... Pre- Obviously, I do care what he's done previously because he's got a very important goal on Saturday. But yeah. And he has done some good things this season. He has done some very good things at times. But when you pay £50 million for a centre-forward and in the Champions League semi-final... You you're expecting them to put it away because yep, if that it, it's because if that chance falls to Benzema on the other end of the pitch, well as he, he as he that. proved, as he proved, yeah, he scores and his chance was hundred times harder. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. Um, but it's I'm gonna say that you know how old is Werner? Just turned twenty four. Twenty four. Um, it's a big season for him next year. It's a big season, and you wanna. What you want to see from him, forgetting the rest of this season, what you want to see from him next season is the same contributions off the ball, the same kind of assists, but you want to see 20 goals next season, at least. Mm. I, I am hoping. What do you think, mate? I, I don't know, mate. Like, obviously, it's a difficult one. It's difficult. No, it's, that, that's the same here. I'm not like, I'm not. Definitely not in that category where I think we've wasted money at all. Like his goal contributions speak loud, but um, you know, he's good at getting into these certain places. I do find that you know there is certain time played in, uh, so it's sort of a bit of a wasted run from him. But can then I just cut in there? I just want to, sorry to cut you, mate, because I just want to come back to a point that you raised earlier that somebody 
said online um, where they said Werner's getting in the positions, but someone's not always picking him out all the time. Mm. So someone's not playing that right pass. So do we, I don't know if I agree with this, but do we think it's not really another forward that we need? Is it like a Cesc Fabregas that we need to pick him out? I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah, good question, mate. But uh, I, that's that's what I, I think with him. He's, you know, there is times where he makes these amazing runs, but it's not played how we would see it, analysing it from the telly at the moment. Obviously, we would usually be at Stamford Bridge, but that's not happening anytime soon. Mm. But, like, uh, but, but then when he does get it put on a fucking plate for him, at the moment, unfortunately, 75%, 80% of the time, it's not happening. So, yeah, are we creating, a, like, are we creating those chances before. every game for him, though? Rick, 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 let me just jump in with a stat, right? Go on, Because mate. it's relevant to this. Right, so Opta. Opta stats. Been around since the start of Premier League. Right, so they, they have a stat called big chances. Right, and in the Premier League and Champions League this season, Opta defined big chances... Werner has had 29 and has missed 21. Fuck. Fucking hell. So, that's a yeah, difficult we, are creating them, mate. we are creating them. That's a difficult one to defend, isn't it, really? That's that could a di- be an extra 21 goals. That's a difficult one to defend. That's a lot of goals as well. I think, going back, I said a moment ago as well, I think... It, Forgetting the rest of this season, even though obviously we've got an important few weeks coming up, but for him, next season's massive. It's make or break for him at season. What mm. I was going to say as well, I, I just hope that something happens on his little break before the Euros. He turns into a fucking tank and gets a few goals for Germany. Not that I want them to win it, but I hope that he has a good one. And yeah, then, a good Euro for him will be yeah, good, actually. Yeah. That's a and good then, point. And then come back fresh-headed, fuck all that unconfident shit and just smash it man that's what I well, think that's what it, we it need here's another another permutation another possibility lads um, we do go hell for leather after a big signing big centre forward or like a strong centre forward uh, Rick you know do we need a Fabregas more than a centre forward I don't know like I don't think that that Opta stat I, I think that suggests we don't no that stat does suggest otherwise the, to be honest the, the balls yeah. the, you know the, the passes are there the, the I think the rest of the team look okay. And, um, well, we all look pretty good. Werner has looked good, you know, in, in, in plenty of moments. But for me, I'm wondering if we do sign uh, Harry Kane, Erling Haaland, um, whoever it is, you know, if we sign that centre-forward, who's going to be scrutinising over Werner's goal tally. All eyes will be on the £100 million centre-forward, whether it's Lukaku, yeah. Kane, whoever. Absolutely. And maybe that would do Werner. Take out the limelight. Maybe, yeah, take him out the limelight. That's a good point. That's a good point. fucking great point. Take him out the limelight, all pressure off, do what you've got to do, keep doing what you're doing without all that fucking pressure on his shoulders. And you might find that he'll get, probably get more goals than the fucking striker we bring in. I trust yeah, we, the manager. I trust this manager to get the best out of him. And we, yeah, we're no, never, I'm sure. We've, we've never tried like the too expensive, big like striker signings before. Normally, the curse just goes to one striker and then they rot for a bit. But if we have another one, maybe the curse will get passed on and Werner will start banging him in. But there was times where we used to have like, you know, 
a Jimmy and a fucking Ida. Yeah, uh, but they came uh, from the league. They knew the league. Like, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, true. The that, that, drop, you know, and the you know Drogba, a Crespo. And... Yeah, but Drogba, again, so Drogba came in older than Timo Werner. Yeah. And it took Drogba over a season to click, even in his yeah. second season. Yeah. He was wasteful. He yeah. missed a few chances. There was one game where he actually went over to talk to the fans afterwards, didn't he? Because the fans were on his back. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember who it was against in Drogba's second season. Um. So I think it was Arsenal. He scored a jammy goal. Arsenal. Uh, it was. It was. It was Arsenal. Yeah, he did. He scored, I think that was the winner. He scored the winner. He scored he the winner. A couple of sitters in that game. Yeah. Um. And the fans were on his back a bit. And that, of course, that we weren't to know it then, but that that was the start of his Arsenal run, where he just could not. He just couldn't scoring. leave him alone. Senderos, when it used to torment Senderos. Yeah. Quite a few of them at Wembley, but um, but yeah, I think I think. Werner, work needs to be done. Um, yeah. Last person I want to talk about specifically, obviously it was a fantastic team performance, but we've got to focus on his 100th performance for Chelsea in only his second season, which is a fucking remarkable thing. Mason, Mason Mount. Oh. Yeah. Come on, let's do the... We always seem to have a little bit of a wank over Mason Mount every podcast now, so <laughs> um, now, now's the time. Put, pop a biscuit in the middle, lads. Um, hey, soggy biscuits. <laughs> uh, right, who wants to kick us off? Mason Mount, go. Go on, Rick. Um, he, he looks at home at that level, doesn't he? Oh, he yeah. doesn't doesn't look out of place at all. And he was at the heartbeat everything good that we done in the whole game but specifically in that first half an hour that we tore them to pieces at will. And he was turning, he was getting the ball into his feet with his to players and turning them like they weren't even there. Yeah. He, he he looked like a Champions League. He 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 looked veteran. <laughs> That's what he looked like. He looked like he'd been Champions League football for five, ten years. And in reality, it's been two seasons. Amazing, I just, I, someone someone tweeted last night, I can't remember who it was, and it was like, uh, when do we consider Mason Mount world-class? I think he already is. I yeah, he already I is. mean, he, he is. He's doing it on that stage. Um, and it's just, he's got everything like, you want from a work rate, but what he's getting better at now, I think, the more this season goes on, not that he wasn't pleased, but he is getting more aesthetically pleasing I always come up with a word for you every pod, don't I? Uh, so tonight one for you, Rick, is elegance. Oh, love it. Yeah, yeah, he's, perfect. He's with more elegance. It's confidence in it as well. Yeah, that elegance comes with confidence. And he, you can tell he feels at home. He feels at home at that level. Yeah, the way he turns a man. Um, oh, he's done it so many times, didn't he, last night? He just, and it, you can't read it few in his locker he's got very quick feet he's, he's elegant with the ball he can <laughs> dribble um if you don't oh, rate him for you if you don't rate him football's not for you no jordan do you want to add it's, anything to it's that? just like even like like you said ash the, the quick turns lightning i i can't sometimes i can't stop i have to keep watching that porto goal mate like that fucking yeah. turn it was just yeah the turn gone that, that defender was just fucking disappeared like 
gold dust. But um, what's going to say? Uh, yeah, last night, ninety six percent passing accuracy. Well, that's the stat I wanted to focus on. Sorry, sorry, my bad. No, no, no. <laughs> like that ninety six percent. Like the kids. I mean, he's he's he turned twenty two in January, right? And twenty two. This this is his first proper run in the Champions League. This is his first first time playing against a European giant like Real Madrid. Yeah. Um, away, first leg of a semi final, pressure on. You know, a lot. You know, Hazard. There was a nice uh, photo of him and Hazard. Yeah. Talk like uh, greeting each other after the game, after the, on the pitch, and it was very much like you you could you could tell Hazard was like, "Can I have your shirt?" It was it was definitely happening. I'm sure of it. Yeah. First um, time but... I've seen Hazard smile in a Real Madrid shirt. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> he definitely looked better in Chelsea blue. But um, yeah, but 96 percent pass accuracy against Real Madrid in the final third. Most, majority of his play was in the final third. It's a madness. And so he's, he, he's got Modric buzzing around him. He's got, you know, Tony Casemiro, Casemiro, Rafael Varane, and he's just ninety. Even Edda 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 Militao, he, he's not gonna. He's not a big name at the moment. But yeah. he was obviously at Porto. Rick probably yeah. know about him. He's an unbelievable player. Yeah, like even him. Pass as well, and it's just Mason Mount. Yesterday was just absolutely fucking phenomenal, mate. Uh, like yeah. that, that, that man. What were his other stats, mate? What were his other stats? Um, he had. Uh, hang on, I'll try. I've gone gone off of it. Oh, here we go. Two tackles, two interceptions. It says here, right? It says ninety six percent passing accuracy, but he had ninety seven point four passing accuracy in the opposition's half. Oh, right. So there you go. So of his however many passes. Yeah. So most of it was all in the opposition. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, so it's even better, but it's just absolutely phenomenal. That, that guy is just fucking, yeah. He's only 22. To anybody, to anybody who's saying, oh, well, Ramos was missing, you know, Ramos will be back for, for Wednesday. Um, Fuck it. That just means Ramos is getting embarrassed by Mount this time. Yeah, it made me laugh though. Someone put a tweet <laughs> earlier, and it's a picture of uh, Mason Mount, and they've put, obviously put their own uh, writing, like what he says. It's like, uh, I-, I need some more haters. Uh, the old ones turned into my fans. <laughs> <laughs> it fucking made me cry, mate. <laughs> yeah. well, that feels like um, that feels like a good place to end it. I don't think there's anything else we really need. Nah. Like second half, second Absolutely. half is much of the same. It Phenomenal. Fifty. Um, it's been a good week. It's been a good week, and yes. like like I said at the top of this pod, you know, it's, it's good to be busy at this end of the season. You know, we've got yeah, a hoping, final to look forward to. Hoping we get, uh, we're playing Fulham obviously on Saturday. It's my birthday, and I hope we get a fucking good win for it. Hopefully, it's one of the. Yeah. Hopefully, it's the 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 six nil that we've been waiting for. <laughs> the absolute yeah dicking of a team in it that would be phenomenal it's a bit overdue isn't it it's a bit overdue yeah, Bernard Hattrick are we gonna, do you want to go balls out on that Bernard Hattrick <sighs> yeah Bernard Hattrick ooh chuck a birthday bet on Giroud will come on and go to yeah fuck yeah, it yeah well we might we, we might I don't think we've really got time to go into Giroud and Tammy but we, we might yeah. get to see one of them we'll add that on at um, some point definitely uh, but gents Good week, good week at Chelsea, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, lovely, lovely fan. Obviously, yeah, what we always are, but lovely time at the moment. Yeah, thanks for coming on, guys. Um, thanks for having us. 
Oh, it's always a pleasure. It's always a pleasure. You didn't fall off your chair once. That's because Tracy's not here. It's sabotage. I'm telling you, it's sabotage. Fuck all. Um, so, uh, yeah, so you've got some good Wait, The donkey's tucked up asleep because Tracy ain't here. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tracy, we do actually miss you. Come back for the next pod, please. It's, it's more it's more fun when I get to watch the fireworks go off. Between you all right. Two. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to come back to this, she might ban you anyway, mate. Um, <laughs> uh, to everybody listening, thank you, as always, wherever in the world you are. Um, do keep in touch with us. Do jump on Twitter and uh, engage. We love to chatting to people. And to be fair, Tracy has spent the past couple of days like flat out chatting to everyone on Twitter. So yeah, she has. Um, yeah, fair play, so. work. Um, yeah, thank you. Uh, but yeah, onwards and upwards. It's great being Chelsea, isn't it? Yeah, yes. love it. Keep the blue flag flying on it. <laughs>